The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. It's December 2nd this afternoon on the Masculine Journey. December already. It Came is. quickly. And it's like Christmas Eve, 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 Eve. I could go on, <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but along those lines, because there's 12 days of Christmas, Yeah. believe it or not, we have come up with the 12th pillar <laughs> of the Masculine after, Journey. And after, since After hours of sessions. After hours of session, and, and, and fortunately we have Sam here who I know can at least name seven or eight of them. Sam, <laughs> what have we, <laughs> Pillars of the Masculine Journey, just describe the, again for those people just tuning in for the first time, why we're talking about these pillars. Well, you know, in a pillar, if you're building a structure, you're building something, unstable soil, right? Mm. You, you're going to have a pillar in the ground to really mark and solidify that territory. And we live in a, we live in a world that is not necessarily stable soil for us. Mm. You know, and so what are those pillars that we're going to build our journey on along the way that we need to have in place as stepping stones, as these things that really solidify our, our path through this life as we walk through it with God? And so we came up originally with what we thought were going to be four pillars and thought we'd be done with the topic, but yeah. as God often does, he continues to say, oh, no, what about this? What about this? And so we started with faith, then hope, then love and joy. Then we did uh, a couple shows on community and the importance of community. From there, we went into A Man Needs an Adventure to live in his life, a, an epic adventure, something that's bigger than him, a battle to fight, you know, fighting injustice, and people to rescue, a beauty to rescue. Um, from there, I think we went into, what was it after that, Robbie? Do you remember? Well, the interesting, the, the one that you came up with, with at the time, I thought, really? Um, was a battle plan, mm-hmm. a battle plan itself. And that, of all the series so far, has the most downloads. Interesting. So really? apparently a lot of people are out there looking for that training mm. or your training of the podcast, The Battle Plan, apparently is really popular. But So if you haven't listened to that <coughs> yet, it, it's a big, big hit, obviously, so you may want to go <laughs> yeah. listen to it. <laughs> 12 biggest hits. <laughs> yeah. and, and, well, and then we also did Sunship. Right, right. Yeah. what it means to be a son. We did uh, a conversational intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. Another follow-up for uh, Jim's suggestion was what to do when we feel like God's silent yeah. as part of that same pillar. And, um, and community was so big, we had parts one and two. We there did. You go. We did. So that gets us to tonight, which is the 12th yeah. day of Christmas, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, this particular pillar, it really, to me, and I, and I know for my brothers here in the room, is a continuation into that conversational intimacy with God, but as a con- conversational intimacy through his word, the, the actually feasting on scripture, as it were. And uh, so, you know, as a man... Some of us, we struggle with checking the instruction book, and we happen to have a wonderful clip here from a lady by the name of Vonda Skelton, and I don't know if she's related to Red, but she has a similar <laughs> sense of humor, and unlike, 
well, exactly like my wife. She's only five feet tall, and she, her husband is over six feet tall, and he doesn't apparently follow directions somewhat like me. <laughs> and so I came home from karate lessons, and I was so excited. I told my husband, I said, honey, honey, I've learned how to block a punch. You want me to show you how? So I said, okay, on the count of three, act like you're going to hit me with your right fist, and I'll show you that I can block the punch. I said, okay. So I said, all right, on the count of three, one, two. Now, the instructions were very simple. And, and if he had followed the instructions, there would not have been a problem However, on the count of three, his, his man brain took over <laughs> and, and he decided he was going to show me that I couldn't take care of myself because after all, what robber is going to tell you which fist he's going to hit you with? So on the count of three, I go to block a right-handed punch. There was nothing there to stop my arm. So consequently, it sailed through the air and connected with his eye. <laughs> My ring cuts his eye. He goes down on the floor. I am powering over him in my five feet tall uh, frame, and, and I just am laughing so hard. Oh, honey, honey, are you okay? Are you okay? It was so funny. It was so funny. Christina comes running out of her bedroom, pushes her way between me and her dad, and she says, don't you hurt my daddy. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Yes, what man uh, hasn't been told that he needs to pull over and ask directions, Jim? Uh, I always can find my way. I don't need to ask directions. <laughs> So oh, it's an interesting thing when I look at my own story and when we were talking about this particular pillar and, and what it's meant in my life, I wanted to use this next clip because the Bible itself, when you're not a believer, <clears throat> and when I wasn't a believer, in the fifth grade, I got a Bible from graduating fifth grade or something, and somebody gave me this Bible. Well, I don't know how many times I moved in my life before the age of 40, but I bet I'd move 40 times. But do you know, even as an unbeliever, you cannot throw away a Bible. And, and I had moved all these times. I didn't have a single thing from my childhood, but the one thing, and I promise you the one thing that I did have, because you can't throw it out, was this Bible. And so when I came across this, this series on the power of positive thinking and they said well the first thing you got to do is get up an hour earlier every morning and read your bible i was like i have one of those <laughs> <laughs> i've been carrying it around with me for and years so we happen to have a clip along those lines is this poor unbeliever is on a tractor and uh this is from the movie the apostle and the apostle understood something about god's word and how powerful it was even in the mind of an unbeliever now what do you got to say for yourself you can say amen all you want to. It don't make me no difference because I'm taking that church out. I'll tell you right now, see this? Yeah, I see. You see it? Yeah, I see that book. I open that to the 91st Psalm. He that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. 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 
If you want to go to that church, you have to go to that holy book first. Amen. And brother, if you do, I don't want to sit where you're sitting right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Apostle, maybe I'd better call the police. No, 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 no. Don't call the police. No, no. We, we, we and the Lord will handle it. Because he's going to strike you down on a Sunday afternoon like you've never been struck. That's a promise amen. I can make you right now. Amen. Do I hear an amen? Amen. amen. Glory. Oh, don't you start threatening me like that. You move back, Bible. No, sir. I said yes, sir. You move the Bible. I want you to move it right no, now. Pick that Bible up right there. Folks, stay right where it's at. I can pick the Bible up myself. Don't start to preach your stuff with me, all right? Hmm. Don't look at me like that. I know what you're trying to do, and you think I can be had, don't you? Nobody knows that book. Nobody. Well, I can move it. I can move it just as quick as you can. No, sir. I know why you came here. You didn't come here to knock my church down, did you? You came for another reason, didn't you? No, I came to knock your church down. No, sir. Yes, sir, I did. Well, you ain't gonna knock it down. I want you to know that. I didn't come to knock your church down. Yes, sir. I know. I know. That's why I'm kneeling with you. And I'll pray with you if you want me to. I'll even cry. I'll do anything you want me to do with you. Because I know you're a good man. I, it, it just tells you it's something that really we who, you know, around the Bible every day, and if you're like me, you might have six in your house or who knows, 15, mm. where it all is. But to an unbeliever, there's, there's something reverent about that that's still there. It's in their mind. But it can go the wrong way, can it, Jim? It, of course it can. And one of the things that I thought of when we got to this topic was how many people, and this is a pretty good illustration, get to the point of they're worshiping the Word of God. They're worshiping the Bible instead of the one who wrote the Bible. Mm. And that's a scary place to be. But that can happen when we get into the constant, you know, got to study, got to learn more, got to do this better. I got to, I have to, me, 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 rather than letting the writer guide you through. And so there's a definite pitfall right there that Satan's set for us all is Mm. that knowledge puffs up as Paul pointed out, right? Um, Yeah. Dennis. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, And so you know, as you begin to study and you begin to think you know something, <laughs> you're now like the karate girl, <laughs> uh-huh. a little bit armed and dangerous. What you think, Sam? Yeah, I agree. You know that you got to be careful not to. I mean, the the word of God is vitally important, but it's the relationship that you have with God in the midst of learning the word of God, which is which is the point. I would. There was something I was thinking about when, when we talked about this that I wanted to share. You know, it was actually when I was working here at the Truth Network about 10 years ago, I went down the street to a fast food restaurant for lunch, and I happened to have my Bible that day. And a guy uh, guy told me up at the counter, he goes, oh, you have your basic instructions before leaving Earth. And I thought, that's a pretty cool acronym. I've never heard that before. But then I and it kind of goes along with what you guys are talking about. If we look at it as just a book of instructions, a book of do's and don'ts, then we're really missing out on what this 
what this love story is really about. We're really missing out on worshiping who this is about. We're just looking at it as a, as a list of do's and don'ts, as the commandments. You, and it's not to say that those things aren't relevant, but there's so much more uh, in the Word of God. And I know you get excited, Robbie. I get excited when I go back and I read a passage that I haven't read in a while, and God shows me something entirely different than I've ever seen before. And I've never read a book in my life where I had that type of experience. Another book. And, and Jim, you talked about that you get emotional. Every time I get into it, I either get nothing or I get emotional. And that's interesting. So, and it's an adventure that Sam's going to talk about and, and how, you know, really it becomes one of the pillars through, through going on the adventure with him. We're going to be doing a lot of that. Plus, you're not going to be, believe who wrote this book of love. <laughs> when we come back, you got so much coming up and a boot camp on April 15th. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I am William Wallace. You've come to fight as free men. And free men you are. What will you do without freedom? Find out from Jesus what you will do with that freedom. A four-day adventure with God. It's a Masculine Journey radio boot camp. Boot camp is designed to give men permission to be what God designed them to be. Passionate warriors for the kingdom. Coming in April the 12th through the 15th. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register while you're thinking about it. Wonder, wonder who, who, who wrote the book of love. Tell me, tell me, tell me who wrote the book of love. I've got to know the answer. Was it someone from above? Wonder, wonder who, who wrote the book of love. <laughs> You can't do that. Uh, you know, I tried to sing one time on this show, and somebody cut me right off. Uh, you didn't cut me. <laughs> but anyway, it is the question is who. And uh, Dennis, that leads right into our first clip here. The Book of Love. You know, and yeah, it does go together with this, with this clip. It's one of our favorite movies for this time of year, Robbie, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, yes, by all means. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. There's so many lessons in here, including looking for a cheermeister. So <laughs> we've got... We've got some, th they have some interesting customs in Whoville, and uh, for reference, they look to the Book of Who, but some interesting things happen when this uh, town meeting comes together in Whoville. And now the nomination for that Who Among Us who best typifies the qualities of Whodum and Hooderee. The Whoville Holiday Cheermeister. Do I hear a nomination? I nominate the Grinch. Huh? <laughs> my, my, my! What an altruistic daughter you have there, Lou. 
Thank you. Cindy, let me uh, quote a verse from the book of who. Thank you. Ah, the term Grinchy shall apply when Christmas spirit is in short supply. Now I ask you, does that sound like our holiday cheermeister? True, Mr. Mayhew. But the book of who says this too. No matter how different a who may appear, he will always be welcome with holiday cheer. Well, yes, but the, the uh, book also says the, uh, the award cannot go to the Grinch because sometimes uh, things get the lead pipe cinch. You made that up! It doesn't <laughs> say that! Oh, no, 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 it does. <gasps> what page? Ah, uh, oops, lost my, uh, my, my place, but it's, <clears throat> it's, it's in here. But the book does say the cheermeister is the one who deserves a backslap or a toast, and it goes to the soul at Christmas who needs it most. And I believe that soul is the Grinch. And if you're the who's I hope you are, you will too. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes. There you go, Dennis. And I, you picked that clip. And, and so tell us how that relates to you. Well, on the one side, you have the, if I may be so bold, you have the pharisaical legalistic look at uh you know, holding the book up and going, you should do this and not do that, and the, the judgment that, uh, unfortunately, some folks that carry around the Bible, they, they do a little of that, a bit of that themselves, and they misinterpret what it's all about. But this childlike faith thing is what really hit me in the face. It was like, here's this little girl, and what she sees out of what they're trying to do is that it's supposed to be about love. It's supposed to be about building someone up. And she sees the Grinch as being someone that needs to be built up and be be pat, patted on the back. And these folks are just looking at these at him like the folks did in the Bible when Jesus was coming around and he wanted to hang out with all these guys. And people said, how can you do that? How can you do that? Well, it was about love. And that's why I see it as a book of love. The Bible is a great love story. And I think that's why Jim gets emotional when <laughs> when something when he when something when God reaches him, I get it, too. When God reaches me through the word, then I feel love. And the reason why I carried my Bible around for a long time but never get, got into it was because I don't like being told what to do. And I thought it was I had been conditioned to think that it was a do's and don'ts. This is what you do and don't do. As God opened up my eyes that it's a, it's a book of love, then it became a joy to open it up and read it. The punch is coming from the left. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. For you, and it, and for those who don't know, Sam has written a Bible verse of the day for years and years and years. That's a ministry he got, he was involved in before. Um, and, and so this was an adventure for you, but it wasn't knowledge puffs up in a way. It, share the adventure. Uh, it was really kind of something that evolved often like it does, you know, with God as he awakens your heart to stuff. I had a, a small Bible study. I was doing at work, and as I was reading in my own, you know, daily reading, I'd find a verse that kind of spoke out to me, and I'd send it to people in the group, and they began to add friends, and then I began to add some commentary to it. But what that evolved into over time was this comfortable walk with God that I would wake up, and I'd write it every weekday morning, um, and I would wake up and, and say, God, what are we going to do today? You know, and 
and I'd maybe fall back asleep, and he'd put a song on my mind or a movie clip or a verse, and it'd say, okay, so where are we going to go with this? And we would sit down, and I'd often start to write, not having any clue of where we were going to go. And what was really cool was I got a lot of knowledge out of the Bible during that time, but what really grew was my relationship with God during that time, because I knew that he had to step in or it wasn't going to get done. You know, I, I mean, I had to depend on him, and, and he never failed me. You know, we were able to, to do that every day, and it was such a cool adventure. And some of the fun things would be I would get to the get done writing, and later on somebody would say something to me about it, and it, it, it was almost as if I was reading it for the first time because, you know, God had always kind of just laid some things on my heart. But the, the development of that relationship during that time and the uh, trust and the understanding was, was way much more valuable than the knowledge. You know, one of the cool things I saw, too, uh, with that is that it also instigated conversation amongst fellow believers about what they were seeing in that verse. I can remember when people would post different things. and Yeah, and the neat thing I was sharing bef- before the show with the guys is that I read recently that one of the reasons that the Star Wars movie were so intriguing to young warriors was that the training and that, you know, the master was going to show them how to do this and the master was going to... Sh- and so when you go on that adventure through the Bible where God's actually training you every day and taking you someplace on this adventure and showing you, you know, these things, it really helps you to an extent increase that relationship and trust in him to, to know that, you know, as the battles come on, that he's going to be there in the midst of that. Yeah, and it's, uh, that's a whole different place than the basic instruction book Mm -hmm. that is a that gets back to the relational god is going to train us and he's going to use the book but if the book can be abused like the mayor did and Mm -hmm. be used to manipulate or it can be used to grow in that relationship with god and with others and so our next clip coming up um and, and as I was listening to the Who clip, I had never really picked up as much as this battle that Jesus fought one time. Somebody was quoting scripture on him. It didn't work out too good for him. <laughs> but we have a clip. It's from the movie The Book of Eli. And uh, Sam, you want to set this up? Yeah, you, you have uh, Eli, who's the, the guy that God's called to carry the, the last Bible on earth. There's been some type of apocalyptic event. And. There's this one Bible, and this guy's after the Bible, which is the Satan character in the, the movie. And, and at one point earlier in the movie, he talks to someone else about the power of having the Bible and, and what that would mean to others. But listen to this conversation as he tries to convince Eli that he really should have the Bible. And you can hear his intent and, a, and Eli's response to it. Is that thing loaded? I don't think it's loaded. One way to find out. Look, I need that book. I mean, I want the book. And you, but if you make me choose, I'll kill you. I'll take the book. Why? Why do you want it? I grew up with it. I know its power. If you read it, then so do you. That's why they burn them all after the war. Just staying alive is an act of faith. Building this town is an even bigger act of faith. But they don't understand that. None of them. And I'd have had the right words 
to help them, but the book does. I admit, I've had to do things, many, many things. I hate to build this, I confess that. But if we have that book, I wouldn't have to. I imagine. Imagine how, how how different, how righteous this little world could be if we had the right words for our faith. Well, people would truly understand why they're here and what they're doing, and they wouldn't need any other uglier motivations. It's not right to keep that book hidden away. It's meant to be shared with others. It's meant to be spread. Is that what you want? With all my heart and soul. I always believed that I'd find a place where this book belonged, where it was needed. I haven't found it yet. I love this guy. Shoot him, please. Uh, Jim, that didn't oh. work out too good for the... <laughs> <laughs> Denzel Washington's character carried the day there, didn't he? Yeah, if you thought Denzel got shot there, watch the movie. <laughs> it's a wonderful movie. But that really is what it boils down to. And we've got, the, that book is about building kingdoms. And you can build earthly kingdoms. You can you know, manipulate people into giving and doing this and doing that and all, doing all this for the Lord. Or... You can build God's kingdom hmm. by understanding the precepts God has for us, but demonstrating them to others. Yeah, and there's not, a richness not beating there them with it. Yeah, and Sam, but, it's meant to be spread. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I know that when I was suffering in the hospital of when they thought I was dying and all that kind of thing, and those stories are all out there. But I, I used a red pen. I used a red pen in my Bible at that point in my life and whenever I go back and see in that particular Bible those passages in red I can see how precious that was at the point where I really felt like my life was coming to an end and recently I, I visited a friend who was going through chemotherapy and you could see in the there in his bed with this Bible what a pillar that was in his life and what these words meant from God at, at such a critical time that clearly Sam that this is a huge pillar and uh, we thank you that we've had 12 pillars to work on. We may do some more on this, but we will decorate the pillars there. We'll decorate the pillars. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we certainly want to enjoy, uh, invite you to come and download podcasts at masculinejourneyradio.org.